0: So, uh, yeah, thank you. This is our last Sunday in Integrate. It's been a really fun series, I think. I've enjoyed it. Um, and I think, I mean, Isaac, who was is the co-teacher for a bulk of the series, uh, was hoping to be here, but got called away to work. He's in Chicago right now. Hard job, I know, right? Spending here, spending your weekend in Chicago. But he's up there. And then of course, intern Andy—not and, now Andrew, which is the new intern—but intern Andy was here, and he helped navigate us through Kanye West, uh, which I was so sad to miss. But I heard he got a little live in here in a couple weeks. But now he's in Seattle. Like they're moved in to Seattle uh, already. Okay. And Andy Brooks, oh, wow. him and Alexa, his wife—they yeah. packed up, a uh, moving truck, and now they're in Seattle, so starting their life together there. Um, so yeah, here we are at the very end. Um, so our, our goal has been the whole time to try to help us um, tear down the wall between theology and hip hop. And for so many, as we've continually talked about in this, in this space, um, many folks try to separate these things. And, and hip hop's not the only thing that, that gets this, like that, that has this happen to it. You know, I was uh, recently reminded of, um, you know, Bob Dylan with his, you know, very gospel heavy album that some say is one of his best um, of all the records that he's, that he's put out over the years. And so there's constantly been like the cultural music of the day kind of speaking into kind of um, faith and theology of the day. And, um, and I think it's our job as men and women in churches to pay attention to such things and try to understand them so that we um, can be better stewards of the message that we want to give out to people. So um, I've loved it, and I think we've explored a lot of great songs, some songs people are familiar with, some songs people weren't familiar with, so I thought that was really uh, neat. And then today, we're going to end with uh, something that just came out weeks ago. And uh, this is from... Uh, the ever popular artist, or growing pop- in popularity, Childish Gambino, who is, has another uh, name, not known as Donald Glover, uh, kind of came on the scene on the TV show community, and then started kind of a hip-hop career, and now he's had his show Atlanta in his second season. Did you watch second season? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And basically his goal with uh, Atlanta, if you've never seen it, um, it is uh, a hip-hop Twin Peaks. So if you ever watched Twin Peaks- Especially the second season. Especially the second season, but that is essentially what he was trying to create, was this like, kind of like Atlanta-esque hip-hop version of Twin Peaks. So it's weird and and kind of sporadic in a lot of ways, but there's kind of a a story and a messaging that's kind of um, woven into the the entire, to both seasons. And so, uh, this song came out, um, actually while he was performing on SNL uh, a few weeks ago. And it has already blown up in so many ways. And it's been really interesting. I mean, and if you want to go down a rabbit hole, there are articles upon articles upon articles about this video and this song. There's YouTube videos, which, you know, the new thing now is reaction videos. And so there's every kind of person reacting to this video. Um, And so we're gonna watch and kind of see where our conversation takes us and maybe uh, hear what you all have been talking about and, and the circles that you've been a part of when you hear this song come about. Because I think it definitely is something that we as people of faith uh, Christians should definitely be uh, having conversations about because, in part, it, you know, it's a part of what's happening in our world, and uh, especially in pieces of it, you know, we, we have definitely something to say to say to it. So, um, yeah, and you can pull the lyrics up. It's This is America by you Gambino. We're going to watch the video um, because, honestly, like, you can't really get the full... Kind of like wait and what's happening without seeing the full video. So we'll watch the video, and uh, this has some language, but I would say uh, more so there are. If you've never seen the video, there are um, there are just some violent things that happen in it, and and, and also Donald Glover does have a shirt on. So if you're <laughs> offended by men with no shirts on who are who worked out. And look very, you know, mus- muscular with shirts on shirts off, then you know, you uh, we can, we can have confession after this and you'll we'll, we'll be fine. You we'll see a couple of Hail Marys and move we'll, uh, But yeah, so <laughs> that that is a kind of a warning in that, and yeah, okay, let's watch it and we'll go from there.
1: i you Look what I'm whipping up, look how I'm geeking up I'm so fitted I'm on bitchy I'm
2: so I'm on get it.
0: okay so uh, yeah turn you got we got two two each here so just maybe turn to your uh, neighbor and chat a little bit and then we'll come back and have a group conversation about it
3: Washing the blood from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, giving that. Yeah.
2: You know, it was like right. funny and dancing. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, that changed you know, like, quickly. Yeah, Donald Trump is supposed to be like the happy community. I think that too oh, was oh, like, oh, like, so oh, like, oh, so like, oh so like I didn't know he was right doing music and so it was like, oh, he's like a part of some other dude's song and oh.
3: so he's like yeah. being funny. Especially after rhythms around. I think it was pretty political too, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> so much on that. a lot with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: let's uh let's have a conversation so sit sort over of here um with you guys with you guys would uh what y'all talk about what you find interesting or insightful or challenging or disagree with what would you what you talk about
3: uh, 'Cause I watched the video a couple weeks ago with my friends who had looked up one of the symbolisms or told me about it. But I can't remember if this was part of it or not or in, I don't know what like the intention behind it was, but just like the dancing aspect of it, of kind of how like after every major event in the video like you still like dancing throughout the whole entire thing and like throwing in a bunch of like dance music, that were pretty popular and well known. Um, and how it seems that like instead of focusing on like, what's actually happening like in that culture, it's like we're all focused on like the fun side of it and what we can gain. So like like there's the excitement and like the music and the dancing and like, whatever else and like completely missing what else is going on kind of behind the scenes uh-huh. the violence um, and like, the racism and everything else going on. And so I felt like that was kind of a reference to that uh, throughout the video because um, like, the way we're, we're missing
0: what's actually going on. Um and then you know, like that. Yeah, while you're thinking about that I'll I'll make mention that mm-hmm. these samples uh they it's been said at least ten popular dance moves, uh driving uh, from hip hop and after moves. And um, it's been said that um, yeah, that some of that's very true what you what you're kinda of pointing to.
3: He, uh, off, oh yeah, I just I thought it was interesting how after every uh, shooting, he passed off the gun to a guy and like holding a red towel or something.
1: To so a kid, it's always a was kid. it a
3: kid? that was very interesting to me. I don't I don't really know what that symbolizes, but what do you think maybe symbolizes? maybe that he's he's kind of like um, just passing that down or passing sure. that off, Like sure. me on, I don't know, other people are washing his hands of that almost. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the part of the cars too, was interesting, like in most that videos, you always have to bring reviews, Ferraris, but throughout the whole entire video, they did have a kind of run down with all the cars, mm-hmm. just showing like, what's actually going on, what's actually like, and trying to like, paint a more authentic picture, um, instead of like, sensational, like, sensationalizing it. Yeah. Um, Cool. All right. What
0: about, uh, Sarah, you, you've seen it, so you have any, like <laughs> you have any thoughts on it? i watched the
1: video like five times, and then I read all these commentaries and it. So
0: what's been, what's been something that stood out to you? The kids,
1: that he's yeah. always handing that off to the kids, um, the guns, the fact that he's shooting them.
0: This group, what did y'all?
4: Yeah, we talked about the red cloth. I think it's to me like the video is like expect the whole meme of like expectation versus reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like we expect our like hip hop artists to be, you know, all these things to be hard, to be like in the culture, but we want to dance to it. But yeah. then we don't want to like. Be like, we don't want to be subjected to the reality of what that all means mm-hmm. and what that's like for for him, you know, in his culture versus ours. But we're willing to like dance to it, and, you know. We're willing to follow him, like right. him, you know, be immersed in it, and what how is that influencing the world? Mm-hmm.
0: What else? What other thoughts? Here's a biblical reference. Yeah. Um, it's not in the song itself, but in the video, it's just talking about during the segment of the music video, an unidentified mm-hmm. foot and figure is seen yelling across the warehouse space on horseback, and probably either as a white horse or a pale horse. Yeah. There's no kind of, um, ap- apocalyptic, apocalyptic symbolism in relation to Revolution Chapter 6. Mm-hmm. I like the whole the horse, and then the setup means death, and I'll follow it. Yeah? What else? So, um, you know, a, a big, one of the big pieces of it is, you know, he's, I think what Donald Childish did to call him, he's definitely taking this moment to, you know, it's one thing when we're living the lives that we're living, it's like when an artist of any type like actually like puts it in music form or, draws something or creates something that visually or conceptually says, like, here's what's actually happening. And so what you see in this video, at least from what I've seen and really have heard talked about and I think some really good insight is, you know, we, A, we are, we treat certain things more precious than we than we do in human life. And in his case, he's making making a point to say, look at how delicately we treat this gun versus the life this gun has taken. So there's a whole conversation about that. Uh, there's the conversation about if you watch the video, if you watch it again and watch it again, you'll, you'll start to focus on different parts of the video. Um, and it's the idea of distraction. Is that we go from this like Watching him dance, kind of moving your your head and kind of your feet, and she's probably just like, "Whoa, that! What did you just do?" But he's back to dancing at the same level and energy that he was previous to doing the violence. And it's like, I, well, this is fun again. Mm -hmm. And it goes to show, kind of, as a country, we are very, very distracted our attention spans do not hold for long. I mean, we could talk, we could spend an entire series on the amount of violence that is happening in our, whether it's our schools, in our neighborhoods, and and in our country, but then like, we'll get distracted by some other cool cultural thing, whether it's a new dance, a new viral video, a new event, and it's this weird tension that we live in where it's like we're we don't want to be people who are like only focused on injustices right we want to also have fun in life right so when we have this weird like back and forth of well how what do we do in in light of what's happening and even though we can we can tangibly know uh, by just facts alone that our world is, in a way, less violent than it has been, but in some ways it's still very violent. And if anything, we're now more are more aware of the violence, because you saw in the video with the kids, video and everything with the phone. So we, we, we are, and we definitely get to see it more often, and we get to see the injustices, but then we just kind of forget about it. It's all of us, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, we kind of like see it, we're outraged, we, we tweet about it or we post about it or we talk about it and then we move on to the next thing. So in some ways this is America, right? So I don't know, what what I mean and uh just a couple of thoughts from things that I um that I came across. Um uh, You know, and then it said you know, one person was saying that Central Message is about guns and violence in America and the fact that we deal with them and consume them as part of entertainment on one hand, and on the other hand, it's a part of our national conversation. You know, this is America has the same spirit but it's feeding uh, white audiences a slice of black joy and pain while invoking the Crow and uh, Prejudices and crimes and complicated black American survival only through coded imagery. This America allows some of us viewers to huff and snap back. uh, That is, isn't there America at all? There's a lot of, there's a lot of references to like that, some of the stances that uh, he was doing was uh, in, it's kind of relating back to Jim Crow, some of those early. Images uh, <coughs> from back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are the thoughts, mm-hmm. reactions to that? What is the
1: analyze background. What's that? The director. Mm-hmm. What is his
0: background? Is he the American? Is he? Uh, I think he is, and I just—I think he's Asian.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as one of his he has one of
0: his big partners, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But I I just was
0: So I guess what then? So maybe the question for all of us is like, what do we do with this as Jesus people? Like, how do we? What's our response, or what's our what's our what's our? Do we have an answer? Do we have action that can come of seeing something like this? Like, what, what's our what's our take back?
2: think that's what I was thinking about more during this whole video is um, I've had conversations my my boyfriend isn't a Christian or doesn't isn't religious and Mm -hmm. we have these conversations all the time and uh, I love Jen Hatmaker um, and everything she has to say um, and he's pretty liberal and he's just like but like the vocal church is like is he's like, I don't understand, like everything that's that's more vocal from the church, like isn't anything that he hears me saying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why the voice of the church is what it is. Right. I don't I don't get that. No. Like I don't understand why we can't be in support of gun control and why we can't be in support of lesbian gay community, like I just don't get why that part? I feel like of the church is is more quiet than the very um, conservative, you know, of people. they are conservative and believe all those things, but oh, for sure. Um, but like even when Jen Hatmaker came to town, and there were a ton of water creek women that were there, um, and I was telling them all about her message. You know, he's like. Do more Christians think more that way, or is there more, are they just more vocal? Like, how is what I think the message of the gospel is love, mm-hmm. and, and very inclusive, mm-hmm. how is that not what's getting communicated?
0: What do y'all think? What's your, everybody in the room has been in church world for a long time, What's your?
4: I think we're a lot of, like, us versus them, mm-hmm. and I think you know, a lot of times we don't want to be uncomfortable. Like we, and so we go out and we attack or, you know, and that's going to be the more verbal people a lot of the time. Um, I've had to kind of be like, you know, if someone says in the back in, you know, opposition to what I believe, you know, maybe I can handle being uncomfortable. Like maybe I haven't had to deal with as much as other communities or other people. And so I've had to change my mind and I'm not necessarily the most verbal, um, and maybe that's a problem. I don't know. But I use my I use my platform kind of in a different way. I speak to people every day, um, and I never shy down, shy away, or back down from the fact that I'm a Christian. I try to reach my audience where they're at, you know. Um, and then I think too, like a lot of Christians for a long time were like, you know, I've got to fix what's wrong with the world. But that's not what our message should ever be like we're not the judgment, you know and Mm -hmm. if you're going to bring people into Christ you have to be preaching that message of love and you have to be preaching the message of the good news when they find that that's when they want to change but I think that's where I have a lot of friends that are on both sides of it and they think oh that person's not doing well they don't know God yet Mm -hmm. you can't go at that person and say like you have to do this and this and this to be right. No, you shall find Jesus. He's going to meet you where you are. And then you're going to want your life to be transformed.
2: Well, and I, I grew up in the Catholic church. And we were very, we were not a very evangelical, uh, you know, you just. And, and I still then was heavily involved in a Baptist youth group. But, like, heaven forbid I ever hand one of those, like, tracks, tracks to somebody <laughs> in downtown Nashville. I mean, like. So, but, but I, I, I do think, like you said, I, I think, okay, well, I should be like Christ in my daily interactions. How I talk to people, how I, you know, and I think that's great, and I think that's how I've always maybe justified, like, well, I'm doing what I can, um, but I'm like, gosh, but the message is so much louder the opposite way. Like, should I be more uncomfortable? Should I be more vocal? And not, I, I wouldn't say evangelical, but I would say um, the message, again, of, of love, not of judgment. You know, I feel like you said that people who are vocal since tend to be like very judgmental and like, aggressive. Why can't we be loud and vocal about love and acceptance and forgiveness and mercy? Like, that's for everybody. Um, I just don't know why we can't be loud about that. Yeah, there's a time to be perfect. <laughs> <Public. laughs> I was in children's work <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a time
1: to be perfect and if we're public and there's a time to be loud and mm-hmm. um, there's a time to share and a time to be quiet and I think that a lot of us who are We're a lot more vocal
4: in fear like i feel like when you're attacked you feel a lot, yeah, lot that's a lot you're a lot more inclined so how do we how do we sit in this like just normal everyday life In that how do you feel so easier to just sit back and my right in front of you than to like get involved in? because people will and people will judge i have a friend and she's incredible i'm telling you we'll go to a bar Will go anywhere. She invites every single person to church, and half of the people that are around us think she's so weird. Um, and uh, but like the people she invites, the people she talks to, I've never seen them react badly. Right. There, it's just like right. she's incredible. I've seen her invite police officers, firemen, and I can never get there with her. And she speaks it like all the time. She lives it. She speaks it. Yeah. And so, and but I also think she grew up with a in a Way more charismatic church, and it makes me. And she's a minister's daughter, and so she's just used to being uncomfortable. I'm not, like, <laughs> <laughs> my, but for it's not uncomfortable. Right, it's yeah. not. For me, it's like, oh my gosh, what am like, <laughs> And yeah. so I'll talk to people every day. All you know, my clients every day, and then, like I'll know them for years, and then slip it. In, you yes, know, so and okay. so that's yeah. my way of doing it. that is incredible people can.
3: Who else? Even the we often don't speak up to is that a lot of people fall into like, categories of belief with like problems on the larger scale. It's that either they have the optimistic belief that someone else is taking their problem, and so they're not inclined to do so, because we see people who are speaking out who are doing things like, oh, like, they're doing things up and up at that level, so like, I'm just going to believe that they're going to do it. Or we have the pessimistic belief that we think the problem's too big, that we can't actually contribute anything on our own. And so I guess it's like we just have to get past that, Fear and just step into that either way. Because um, I think we often underestimate how much of a difference we can all make. Because if we all hold on to his beliefs, then it's like no one's going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Unless like, we decide to make that first step and kind then of step into something else and step in trying to make a difference. And then in doing so, we'll hope that the people behind us will do the same thing. Kind of. That's mm-hmm. um, like the thing with me, I often see, I'm like, oh, if this problem's so big, how am I ever going to do anything? Because like, never step into it,
2: yeah. I think I've also grown up thinking confrontation oh I'm so non-confrontational. <laughs> you know, and I and I grew up like confrontation was negative. Um, and I don't know if that's a lot uh, also in the church or in the south. Mm-hmm. Or church in the South. <laughs> church of Christ for sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like again when you like go back to, to biblical teachings like Holy crap, it was super political, it was super confrontational. <laughs> like, I don't understand how we don't get that. That, right. I mean, even like the kid's message this morning, you know, Stephen gets stoned and die. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so why can't, why is confrontation bad? Um, or, or, a uh, you know, difference of opinion. Um, so, so. Yeah, I mean, I
0: think that's, that's the, that's, but that's the truth is we find ourselves in a, in a picking and choosing game because the church collectively wants to, you know, the, we, we're holding on to a lot of different, like, mindsets. Like, okay, there's a separation between church and state, but I will not pray in school, but uh, we speak out against abortion. But you know, like, so we kind of say, "Well, wait, 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 we gotta have, we need to interject here." But then, what about gun violence? Well, you know, that's you know, that's just not really our place to <laughs> speak into that. <laughs> uh, but this is right because it's about human life. What the other one isn't. And so we we find ourselves in in a weird in a weird spot because in some ways we we want our institutions to keep going, but if our institutions, and especially when, if they start to speak out like that, you know, one or two things are gonna happen, either it's going to be received received well, and people are like, yes, filing someone's communicating that, or will be received not well, and then that particular person is no longer part of said institution, and now they're on the outskirts because they have, Radical views, right? Um, because that is the weird tension of, I would say, the weird of the church is that we're trying, the, the churches are oftentimes made up of people with very diverse, eclectic thoughts on how the world should and is working. But then, like, we can, we exist in the same space because we say, well, we believe in God. When we believe that God is up to something. We just have different opinions of what God is up to. You know, I think again, it's why we have to constantly <laughs> preach and teach about. You know, we need to bring heaven to earth. And instead of we still, there's still so many people who treat this life as like this is so. Why even care? Because we're 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 heaven bound. Right. at right. like the worlds. I'm just passing through this world. Why even? give it my energy and, until i do want to give it my energy right so it's a weird it's a weird thing and, and that's why i mean you, know, you listening to our songs that we sing sometimes it's like we sing a lot about like freedom and love and grace and peace but we're not really trying to get that to everybody you know it's like just us because again it's like how can we it's almost in some ways is a, a bit selfish to, to say Oh, God, you love us unconditionally, yet I would not love unconditionally someone else. You give me peace, yet I don't want to give out peace. It's like, that seems, if you're raising children or have nieces or nephews or little cousins, that's not how you teach them to behave to the people they meet in the world. Like, so you, I give you the gifts, and you don't ever need to share or give good gifts to anybody. Unless they say these things. Or give something, or give something back to you, right? Well, and that's what I, I find interesting about this video, this artist, these videos, these songs, is that these are, among other individuals and in other genres of music, these are, in some ways, our modern-day prophets. Sometimes, for sure, poets, um, and oftentimes they get. Mud, mud sling at, slung at them because of the words and the messages they're putting out um, so we and we can go through our own Bibles and see how the the institutions of the day would treat the men and women who were speaking about the injustices in the societies they were part of and then we even have Jesus who is notoriously seen eating drinking, and hanging out, like you were saying, in the spaces that don't seem like we, we should be in those spaces. They should come to us in our spaces, but we don't need to be going to those spaces and doing those things. Um, there we go.
1: Uh,
0: well, any other final thoughts from anybody in the room? Last call. That's
4: why it's so important to break down the walls into equality because when you look at it and you think about what what is the NRA who do they benefit? You know, why do we why do we use abortion as our like platform? Well, who does that affect? It affects women. You know, like who are we oppressing, you know, drugs, you know, small, you know, people being, jail- being jailed for a small amount of drugs, you know, what, ha- what community does that affect? You yeah. know? So that's why justice is so important and why we have to have equality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's such a, it's, it's a very, like, last week talking about, like, do it now, what's yeah. the, the time, you yeah. know. And I think once we can, if we ever get to that point, then we can be, you know, that, would, that should be our goal as Christians because if we can't get equality, thinking at that then we can share a message
0: and then it's heard. Yeah. It's a lot better yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like the there. Well thanks for being a part of Integrate. Glad you came. Thanks for those of you listening on the podcast. We hope you enjoyed <laughs> this. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Go in peace and keep listening to Music. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all. Bye.